I just uh, was turning on the TV right as we're recording, and Danny Briere was on the screen being interviewed on the NHL Network. Yeah, quite a day for him. Quite a couple quite days. Quite a day for him. Just one day? Well, you know, listen, I mean, I think he, he I think he got the steal of of the draft. Without question. I was I was you know, when that Mishkoff did not go fourth or third, or did not go fourth, did not go fifth, did not go sixth. I'm thinking to myself, what was the team that I that I told you that I wanted them to attack on Mishkoff? And it was number seven at Philadelphia. You could have given the 13th overall pick, and I don't give a shit what else you give. But I they would be going they after Mitch. That pick, Danny wanted him. They shut yeah. down the. Well, he said it was a coincidence that the facility was shut down, but they met with him before the draft, and they were going to take him. I don't think you could have swayed them to get out of there. Well, maybe not, but uh, I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of teams that that were kicking tires on Mitchkoff once you start getting around seven. I think there was a bunch of teams um, that were very very interested in Mitchkoff, and 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 largely exactly what Danny Briere said. He's like, we don't we don't need Mitchkoff right now. We don't want him to come over right now. Now Mitchkoff, uh, the kid was interviewed and and basically said that he he would like to come over as soon as possible but in all reality he's not going anywhere for a couple of years he's he's locked into a contract with the KHL he's not going to be breaking that contract for at least a couple of years which is totally fine for Briere he doesn't even want to win i hate to say it it's not i don't want i don't want to hear anybody tell me right now oh these guys are going to tank God damn right they're going to tank because that's the only way of winning in this league. It's the only way you have to build through the draft. You look at all of the teams that have had any success in the last two decades. They're all teams that were the worst teams in the league. Pittsburgh Penguins shredded the draft from you know, first overall flurry, first overall Crosby, second overall Malkin, third overall uh, Jordan Stahl. I mean, you look at all the teams, Chicago. Stahl was second, but don't worry about it. Who's that? Stahl was second. Stahl was second? Okay. Yeah. So they had a Malkin and Stahl that were second overall. They also picked up Brooks Orbrick, who was like, what, 13 or something. But Pittsburgh Penguins sucked. Like, I mean, sucked royally for many, many years before they took off. Well, same with Chicago, same with all the top teams. Well, before we get into the rest of the NHL draft and other stuff, and specifically the Buffalo Sabres, for sure. Quick shout out to Buffalo boy, Quentin Musty, who went to the San Jose Sharks. Yes, Quentin Musty. 26 pick pick overall, big body, insanely skilled, still needs time to continue to develop, work on his body, okay? He's a big body, but that doesn't mean it's an NHL body. He still needs some time to put some work in. His skill level is absolutely throughout the it's, – it's through the roof. It's an awesome pick for Mike Greer because he doesn't need Quint Musty for two, three years. He just wants him to continue to develop as a young man 
And uh, when it's time to insert Quentin Muskie into the lineup, they're going to love him. They're going to love him. And I'm going to tell you, Quentin Muskie's going to love San Jose because that was one of the best places I've ever played. It was awesome. And uh, you know what? I mean, the kid's a special hockey player. There's a reason why he went number one overall to the Sudbury Wolves in the OHL draft. He's big. He can skate. He's got insane skill and hands. Um, and he's going to play. He's going to play in the NHL. He's just got to continue to improve and get better. He's a first-round draft pick. Great. That doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. And I bet I, I hope he realizes that. I hope he realizes that number 26 overall is is a really high draft pick in, in the NHL, but that doesn't mean you're making it, okay? Still a lot of work to do. That's what I just said. He needs work. He's got an incredible package. But he's got to. This is this is the time when he's really got to dig in and work. I had a person who is a scout, but has also coached many many age groups in Toronto in the GTHL. He's he's a very he's a person that un, understands and knows and has seen a lot of elite guys go through the GTHL and be drafted every single year. He texted me the other day. This could have been yesterday that he texted me or the day before and said, the Sabres need bonk. That's exactly the type of player that they need. What What did he go? 22nd overall, I think it was, Petey. I wanted to know where 22, the bonk kid. Yeah. He went 22nd. I wanted to know where the bonk kid was going to fall. And I'm not sure that bonk was going to reach number 13 with the Sabres, but um, he was certainly a person of note that uh, this person that I've spoke to at length for years, um, he is, he spoke very highly of the Bonk kid. Interesting. I, I played with Radic Bonk, played with him uh, in, uh, in Montreal for a number of years. Great. Great, great player and, and and a great person too. So it's nice to see uh nice to see his young I think his name's Oliver, uh went twenty uh, second yeah. overall to a rebuilding team, which is uh, pretty exciting. I I like what I'm hearing about uh Zach Benson. I'm not gonna sit here and say what everybody thinks I'm going to say about the size, but listen, you do have a sm- a lot of small prospects, first rounders, skilled guys. So yeah, that definitely was I had people for... I had people tweeting me. I had people texting me. And they were beside themselves. Beside themselves that we just picked a kid who was 5'9, 160 pounds. And I can understand where they're coming from. The Sabres have typically picked smaller players, softer players for years. For years, those players haven't really worked out. Some of them haven't worked out. Um, but I will say this. I have no problem picking um, Benson with the 13th overall pick. First of all, he was rated, what, six? He was in a lot of the scouting uh, mock drafts. They had him going six, as high as six. Now. But the way I look at it is if you're picking in the first round, 
you don't want to pick some big guy who, you know, could work his way into a third line role, maybe even a second line role, big, thick, tough, tougher guy that plays the grind game. No, you don't pick those guys in the first time you pick dynamic players that can explode into being something special. And I have absolutely no problem for all the people that text me. Okay. That were losing their shit. And you can all notice that I didn't get back to you. Okay. Because <laughs> I wanted you to listen to the podcast. Because everybody thinks that I'm going to say, oh, he's small. He's this. Here's the thing I read up on the kid. The kid's as tenacious as it all gets. And I'm going to tell you this when I hear that word tenacious, I don't care how big you are. It's not about the size of you. Okay. You want gritty, hard to play against hockey players. It's not all about size. Now, obviously, I would love to have a 6'3 uh, uh, player over a 5'9 player because I think if the 6'3 player has the same skill set as a 5'9 player, the 60, the 6'3 the player is just yeah. hard to play Okay, so to let me against. interject here. Let me just interject. I agree with you. I didn't have an issue with it because yep, the kid's you know, unbelievable. He had, nine, what, 99 points in the 94 w points. There you go. 36 goals. In a, 60 games, this kid is 17 years old who just turned 18. So in his 17 year in the WHL, he was third in points, third in points, 94. Well, he's not the only in, guy to do 36 ever do that. Goals. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, fuck, I mean, that's every year. Apparently every he's year. a dog and a bone. What I read is he, he could play defense too. Okay. How do you have a okay, kid fine. that puts up that many fine. points and you can play defense too? But my point is when I was interjecting here was I was adding to that point about the statistics, but you hear about how dynamic he is, which just, it, it my mind went to somewhere directly. Like the second I saw his size, there's one thing I said. Bye-bye Rosen bye, or Savoy or somebody that is on the smaller side forwards that they have stockpiled up and they're going to be used as trade bait because they're not all going to play here. No, they aren't. Listen, I so, mean, you have Isaac Ro Roseanne who uh, was picked in the first round two years ago. Okay. He's turned out, he's turned out to a nice hockey player. He played very well in Rochester this year, but he's on the smaller side. I'm forgetting Noah Osland. Noah Osland is 5'10, 163. I'm on. Now, on the smaller side. Yeah, I'm not picking on these guys for their size. I'm just saying you can't have all these small guys in your lineup. Matt Savoy, 18 years old, showed up in Rochester. <laughs> We're impressed. Big difference. Big difference between the WHL and big boy hockey and, and pro. And did, he's not going to be able to do the same things. These big boy defenders, games. they know how to play against these guys. Well, they can skate better than the guys in junior. They're bigger than the guys in junior. They're str 10 times stronger than the guys in junior. And here's the thing. If you're playing pro hockey at any level, whether, whether it's, you know, in the American hockey league or in the NHL or even over in Europe, the thing that you have is you have hockey intelligence that is at an, an, an extreme. Okay. And right now, Matt Savoy, who can dominate the Western hockey league, he is going to have a harder time at a five foot nine 
frame. Just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Paterka, they have at six play. feet. I, I, I've stood next to him. I, I don't know about that. I, Who's I, that? Paterka, I think he's more like 5'11, which is, I mean, that's fine. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, they, they have a lot of smaller size prospects and they can use them because other teams need guys like this. So they're, they can, I'm not saying they're not going to make it in the league. I'm just saying that. They're not probably going to play here, but this is why they drafted them. Why do you think they drafted three centermen last year in the draft? You have three picks in the first round, you draft three centermen. Why? Because centermen are going to come at a premium. Young prospect centermen are going to come at a premium when you need to acquire a an established right winger. It's just it yeah. just makes it just like look at look at the Sabres right now. Jack Quinn goes down with an Achilles surgery. He's out four to six months. Let's be Ouch. smart about this. Let's keep him out for six months just to just to keep him out. So when he comes back, he's a hundred percent. Well, who are you going to get to fill that spot? You have the ability to keep Victor Olofsson for the first half of the year. He's very well liked in the locker room. He is a very talented hockey player. I've always said he's very talented. I, I've said I've wanted to trade him probably 6,000 times in the last three years. Yeah. And it's, it's the way that I see the team and what the team needs moving forward. But if, if, if Jack Quinn is going down with an injury, then I don't need to trade Victor Olsen. I don't need to trade Victor Olsen until Jack Quinn comes back and I can move him at the deadline. There's no urgency for you to move Victor Olsen. You have a 27 goal score that is on the last year of his deal last year. And that man wants to perform. And listen, I mean, he's a talented hockey player. He's a talented hockey player, and I don't see how you're gonna how you need to go out and get something when you already have it right in your back door. That's just me. Is it is it the perfect scenario? No, it's not the perfect scenario, but you're gonna need you're gonna need to keep scoring goals. This team scored an ungodly amount of goals last year. Victor Olofsson is a perfect player that you need when you have an injury to the type of player that you're going to miss in Jack Quinn, Kevin Adams does not have to panic. That's the perfect thing about it. He's got, he's going to have Victor Olofsson. He can just insert him right into the lineup and, and move forward. And, you know, once it gets to January, February, and, and you start to get a log jam of, of players, then you can start to move a Victor Olofsson. If that's what you want to do, okay. Well, other this is what I like about the interaction. There, there are some some good ideas that come in from fans, and someone else mentioned Patrick Kane. It's interesting. Uh, I I don't hate that, but I wouldn't. Okay, that's. I, I think just... Patrick Kane is larger than life. I think he is larger than the the Buffalo Sabers. I think he's. Uh, the greatest U.S.-born hockey player to ever play this game. 
Um, he's won three Stanley Cups. He's made an ungodly amount of money. And he's from Buffalo. No, I don't want Patrick Kane on this lineup because I think he's going to overwhelm and take. He's going to take too much from this gr- this group that has really, really started to build something. But let in, me tell you why I like. Uh, let me tell you why I like Patrick Kane as an idea for this young team. Okay, for all the things you just mentioned, everything. But on top of it, he's had some tough moments to overcome early on in his career. He has grown and matured immensely. And, and I, I think like I, this I has nothing to do with those, Patrick Kane. No, no, I know. No, no, I'm. It has I, to do with I'm his name. Is, no, I I get that though. If he came here, I don't think he would be coming here to be the Patrick Kane that he was in Chicago. So it would be like you're picking up a future Hall of Famer who gets to come here and just play hockey. I don't care how old you are. I've watched older players come to teams. And they want to still play like they did when they were 25. I don't think Patrick Kane would do that. I don't. Do you? I don't think on, so. Man. Patrick Kane's a star. He wants be. to be a star. Okay? That's the way it all works. Wow. Okay. All right. I wonder how the Buffalo fan base would pull on that. I think would they you? would love it. Yeah, I, I, I They would too. absolutely love it. I, I would think it would it. be ridiculous. Something else we have to mention, Buffalo-related and Sabre-related. Gavin McCarthy from Clarence grew up here, playing here, Buffalo Junior Sabres. Uh, He's playing in uh, Muskegon in the USHL, but uh, he's going to be going to Boston College. I'm pretty sure he played in Boston College this year. Uh, There are no stats for him playing. But, man, I'm probably wrong on this. I think maybe I could be wrong, but let me tell you. You are wrong. Okay, excellent. I've been wrong a lot. 22-23 uh, season, he played for the Muskegon Lumberjacks. 42 games, okay. 8 goals, 19 assists. or nine, Yeah, 27 points. Unless you're going to tell me those are those are phantom stats. No, good good hockey player. Good uh, good Buffalo-born kid. Played, uh, played Junior Sabres hockey for a number of years uh, with uh, Pat Coletta and... Uh, and the Quinton Musty group and and Brian Gianta coached that uh, group for years. And this kid's this kid's really, really turned into a nice hockey player. He is a hell of a hockey player, third round draft pick. But let me tell you, he's he's got all the ingredients that you need to play in the NHL. And uh this kid's got an incredible attitude, it's got an incredible family. Um, and uh man. I've this heard that great, about the great, family. great I've, pick for the Buffalo Sabres. That seems to be the, uh, the, you, you know, ev- the same thing everybody says about the family, you know, and that's not said about every family, but it's like, that's it's, and it's not token. People don't just give that when you're talking hockey parents, people don't just give that away. <laughs> no, no, that is, that is a sacred title. All right. Good for him. Good, and good for the junior Sabres. Listen, they have some players coming through there. Quentin Musty, a first-round pick. You have uh, Gavin uh, McCarthy, Case McCarthy, Luke Tuck, Kobe Ambrosio. These are ones that I can just name. Uh, Les, uh, Trevor Kuntar, Declan McDonald. Constantini or something like that? Yeah, Constantini. Yeah. Matteo Constantini, yeah. another Sabres draft pick. Yeah. Listen, I mean, 
it's it's just a, it's a long hard enjoyable journey with so many ups and downs it is completely off the chart and uh i i remember and i'm sure you remember the time when you got drafted it is almost like a check mark it was a check mark but you 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 also as i think as a young person realized i've got a lot of work to do and uh it's for the 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 young men and not all these uh young men are going to play in the NHL there's going to be a small select few of them okay that's what people don't understand you think that because you got drafted doesn't mean shit it's almost like it's almost like giving you a high five okay you got a long way to go. You got a lot of work that's going to get put in. There's going to be a lot of parties missed, a lot of less beers drank. And uh, you know what? You're going to have to put and dedicate your life to your goal. And uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of players that uh, aren't willing to do that. I have another Sabres thought, but I don't know if we want to stay on the Sabres, but I kind of want to get this out there. Goalie related. You and I were talking yesterday about, uh, might have even been earlier today, and we were talking about what the Sabres need. They don't need one defenseman. They need two defensemen. And this is going to lead to my goaltending conversation. They need two defensemen. They need a right-hand shot partner for Owen Power. They need a bottom pair, left-hand shot. Do you have a defenseman in mind? To play with Labushkin. I have two defensemen in mind. Oh, I think oh. they're I think they're both attainable. Okay. I think they're both on teams that are we Pesci's the one. We've already talked about him a ton. He's six three. You would have power who's six six. You'd have Darlene, who I said was six two, and you corrected me and said he's six three. You'd have Samuelson, who's 6'4". You would have Labushkin, Labushkin, who's 6'2". And I would go and get Brendan Dillon, who's 6'4". Yep. Then you can have Stillman as your seventh. Can wave Bryson or keep him if you want to go with eight. Johnson's going to the minors. Yep. Need some seasoning in in the minors. That's the right thing to do, so he can and, play it. Play a shit ton, and then from there, I'm so confident in my defense. I'm keeping UPL and Devin Levi, and we both were a hundred percent on the Hellbuck train. And then all of a sudden, I read an article like a couple weeks later, right. And uh, I'm hearing that Hellbuck wants nine and a half million. He wants the exact same contract as Vasilevsky. And I went, I'm like, done, moving on. I don't have a problem right now. I told you this before. And just what you just said, I do not have a problem whatsoever with Devin Levi and Uka Pekalukinen starting the year. I do not have a problem with it. As long as you go out, just like you said, and you need to go out and get the top four defensemen. Okay. And and that Pesci kid, man, I mean, he's 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 a hell of a hockey player. He would be he would be a dream, a dream to get under contract 
here in Buffalo. Now, is that going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. But um, the, the, the Dylan pickup, he playing Winnipeg right now. He's an older guy. He makes, I think, $3.9 million. He's as tough as friggin' nails. He defends well. He de- He's very physical. He's exactly what we need. No fucking around with that defense anymore. No screwing around whatsoever. You can have Labushkin have King Kong balls skating around, cranking guys, because he knows that his partner is there to friggin' support him every single minute of, of, of the game. And that that goes a long way when you're playing that style that Labushkin needs to play for this team to be successful, right? Well, I'm glad you like my moves. I love it. I I, I don't. No, have I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into the whole. What would it take to get it? Whatever it takes, they have. And I it, it, like whatever it takes, they have. I mean, you got Yoki Haru. You have I'm more goddamn players. Yes. Than yes. any organization yes. out there. Yeah. We have. Tons of top and you can start players. you and you're at a point. Keep now Savoy, you... you can keep Savoy. You want to keep cool. I wouldn't be trading Coolidge at all. I think he's the number one prospect without question by far. Now, should he be in the league next year? Hell no. He should not be playing in the NHL next year. He needs another full year in the minors where he is the big swinging dick. He is playing all the power play time. He's playing possibly penalty kill time. He's going to get put in all the situations and play a ton. He does not need to be in the NHL. He's only 19. He does not need to be in the NHL. Let him marinate. Let him get stronger. Don't need Coolidge in the NHL right now. But going back to it, I mean, this Benson kid, don't know a whole lot about him, to be honest. Well, what about but the stuff I've heard is the kid is a stud ball. Last thing I, I don't care he's five to- nine. Don't totally care he's five about, nine. Totally forgot about uh Rusick. Can throw him on that line with cousins and uh listen, everybody everybody's Paterka. talking right now that you they could be possibly signing uh Roost. And I'm like, why? We don't need Roost. Go and sign. You you've got Rusick signed for two years for seven hundred seventy five thousand dollars. He can do the exact. Who, who are you saying? Roost, Jost. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not even drinking either. Holy shit balls! Anyway, uh, Tyson Jost. I wouldn't sign him. I don't think we need him at all. I think you can you can bring in Roost right now, and he will give you exactly what. Uh, Tyson Jones giving you so save the money. Oh my god, to 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 go back to the initial point here. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, god, what is going on anyway? Sorry, I squirreled you there. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.